Your Partner in Success Radio is a free business podcast with host Denise Griffiths. It's all about great stories, conversation, and context to help you move your business and life forward with actionable tips and advice from her guest experts. To listen and subscribe, just find us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you consume your podcasts. Welcome to your Partner in Success Radio. I'm your host, Denise Griffiths, and this podcast is ranked in the top 2.5% of the most popular podcasts in the world. And honestly, it's not because of me. It's because of the incredible guests that I have the honor of welcoming to this show every Monday and every Friday. And I am honored and blessed to share time with people who are at the top of their game, and they are here and willing to help you get to where you want to be in life and in business. And these are not people who hold back. Their goal for coming on this show and other shows like it or creating their own shows is to share with us the essence of peak performance. And our topic today is how to write your book. Look, it's often said that we all have a book in us, which means that by writing a book, we can let loose our best ideas on the world. And if you have ever wanted to write a nonfiction book but weren't sure how to do it, you're going to love what my guest Mike Capuzzi has to share today. Now, Mike Capuzzi is an author, a nonfiction book coach, and short book publisher for business owners, entrepreneurs, and CEOs looking to leverage the power of being a short, helpful book author. And he calls those shooks, which I'm fascinated with. And I have several of his books in my, my entrepreneurial library because they're easy to read and they're easy to, you know, remember what you read and they're really easy to take the ideas that are in these books and run with them. So because we're, and I have to mention, because we are broadcasting live today on Veterans Day, Mike is also going to briefly mention a book that he recently published along with 13 military veterans who are sharing their ideas for Stonk Nation. And I have an advanced release copy of that book, which is called I Love America on my desk, and I strongly recommend it. So Mike, Welcome back to your Partner in Success Radio. It's been a while. It's good to have you back. Well, Denise, first of all, thank you. It's been we've known each other for quite a few years, and I do appreciate the opportunity yeah. to uh, share today. So, thank you. About a hundred years, I think. It's been a while. <laughs> I don't know if it's a hundred. Yeah. Say that, Denise. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling old today. I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the end of the month coming up on the end of the year. I don't have things done that I want to do. A shook is one of them. And I've been, for the last 20 minutes, wandering around beating myself over the head. So you need to talk me down from all of this. (laughs) I'll try to do my best. So listen, before we we dive too, too deep into things, tell people a bit about yourself that I might have missed. And let's talk very quickly about I Love America. Get that. It's Veterans Day. This is important. Uh, well, listen, I've been in the marketing game. Actually, I didn't start that way. I'm, I have an engineering degree from Penn State University, did engineering for a number of years, worked in an engineering software company, uh, and somehow I ended up in the marketing world and um, you know, have been doing marketing services with, for my own business as I started in 1998, so you know, helping others with marketing since 1998. And published my first book, Denise, in 2007. And, you know, since then, I've published, I think we're up to like, I'm like up to almost 20 books. I think it's close to 20 books. And um, I help 
uh, business owners and corporate leaders publish books. That's primarily all I focus on these days. So we've, we're up to about 250 clients that we've served over the years. And uh, we'll talk about, you know, you mentioned Shook, so thank you, short, helpful book. But, uh, yeah, it is Veterans Day, Denise, and I do appreciate you, you know, being an advanced re- uh, reader of I Love America and giving me your feedback. Um, I Love America, it, was, it, it literally came to me four months ago, literally on July 4th, 2022, this idea of I want to add a, po- I want to add a positive level of help and encouragement for our country. And what can I do? And I was, I was really concentrating out, you know, what can I do? And I realized, Denise, that my gift is giving others a platform to share their message through books. So I came up with this idea of an anthology-style book, which is a collection of individual contributing authors, each writing a chapter. And I, I wanted to serve – the first thought was, let's do something for Veterans Day 2022. So I – was able to, you know, uh, get 13 men and women who've served in all of our armed forces, except for Space Force. I don't know if there's any Space Force veterans yet, but um, cover, you know, A to Z on the armed forces. And Denise, as you mentioned, they just, it's amazing. I just said, listen, share your story of your service and share your inspiration and ideas for readers to go do to help make America stronger. You know, we both know there's a lot of noise going on out there right now. What can we do that's positive? What, how can we leave a, a positive impact? So, um, yeah, in a matter of about three months, it's published. It just launched today. So, yeah, it's uh, iloveamericabook.com. Just go there, iloveamericabook.com, and uh, you can grab a copy. It's an amazing book, but I, look, I am not shy about saying this. I love America. Right now, I'm worried about America. I'm mm. not gonna, I'm not gonna try to cover up that. But I love America. I am glad I was born here. I'm proud of what we have done since our inception. And books like this just really kind of reach out and grab me and make me clutch my stomach because, like, oh, they're so right. And another one that you just published was in Dominic um, Tyke was my guest a week or so ago. Single Seat Wisdom, I think it's called. Another Mm -hmm. amazing book, and I think he has another one coming out. I love what my point for this is. I love what you do. I love these you're getting out there. I love that you're you're helping people. You know, kind of unload their wisdom and their tips and their their knowledge and their experiences. I mean, otherwise we're not going to know, are we? Yeah, yeah. And you know, just very quickly. Denise, because we don't typically publish these anthology-style books. Though with I Love America, I do see publishing a series, so I do see that actually being something we're going to keep doing. But the anthology book where you know, one individual or you know, a group of individuals each writes one chapter, it's a unique style of book, and it's powerful in a lot of ways because a lot of the folks that are in I Love America, for example, or even in Dom's Single-Seat Wisdom, which is a compilation anthology book, those individuals probably – will never write a book. They just don't have the time or, you know, interest. But writing a single chapter to be part of a compilation is very doable. And they still get the benefit of being in a real book, um, you know, making an impact, you know, serving the readers in different ways. So it's an interesting style of book. If you want to talk more about it, we can. But it's just, you know, it's a different type of book. And for some types of books, it's a really ideal book. And the other unique thing about it is we tie it to a, a nonprofit, so we are donating money for every book sold 
uh, to a nonprofit that's important to us. And again, another unique aspect of I Love America. I and I noticed that, and I think I wrote about that when I wrote the uh, the Amazon review because that's important. It really is important to know that you know you're not not putting this out there just to make money. Obviously, when you're in business, mm. you want to make money. It's not a hobby. You need to make a profit. But when you're also walking the you know you're talking and walking the same talk, and you're actually helping foundations and charities. You got my attention. Yeah, yeah. It's and books are an effective way to do that. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of opportunities, but um, you know, design, you know, coming up with a book idea and then tying it to uh, an organization. I don't, I don't know. I, we may have talked about this before, but my daughter, when she was in high school, published a book about dog rescues, and it was an anthology book. She wasn't going to write a full book on dog rescues, so we did the you know the anthology thing for her, and she raised almost six thousand dollars, Denise from the book. And we donated a hundred percent of that to the various dog rescues that were mentioned in the book. So it was a neat little project for her uh, going into her senior year of high school. I remember you telling me about that and I was very impressed with that. And I want Mm -hmm. to go back to the anthology books because they've been around for a while. Um, I've always kind of avoided one. I mean, I'm always offered, would you like to be part (laughs) of this anthology? Mm -hmm. And, And there's a lot of reasons why I always say no. It may be, you know, who it's aimed at. I don't know. I just haven't done it. But there's a couple of yours that I've read. I'm going, okay, these are short. They're pithy. They're easy to read. Mm -hmm. They're really easy to absorb, which I think is the most important part. And you're right. Who has time to write a book? I've been threatening to write a book for well, how long is that? How, how long have we known each other? Yeah. And yeah. I'm still not done with the darn thing. So, uh, you know, I'm liking the idea of being in one of your anthology books. So just, you know, well, there's put me there's going to be talk future, with me. There's future I Love Americas, and 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 listen, there are there are when you're talking about anthology books, yes, there's lots of opportunities. I will tell you, you know, you mentioned about making a profit. I, for I Love America, that was not my first – it wasn't even in the top three things I was worried about um, publishing this. It was not about the profit. As a matter of fact, we're, we're, we're negative right now. But I'm trying to figure it out. For me, it was – I just felt like I had to do something. I wanted to do something positive. It, it's, it's sort of an experiment to see if I can make this happen and make it you know, big. But um, – so there are anthology books out there that you can participate in that are ridiculous, you know, five, ten, you know, $15,000 to write a chapter. That's not what we did, of course. But um, so you have to be careful. But there are some very, you know, it's like anything in life. You have to have discernment. And, um, yeah, there's some good opportunities out there. And if it's the right message and the right focus and, the, you know, it, it, it aligns with your, your own personal values, I would not poo-poo uh, an anthology book. Keep me in mind. Okay. Whenever you get to something that you think I would be a good fit, call me. All right. Have will do that. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to remind you. And <laughs> by reminding, I'm going to nag, just, just so you know. So anyway, <laughs> let's talk about, and you have a podcast too. I wanted to cover that really quickly because you have what is called, you call the Author Factor Podcast where you interview business owners and authors mm-hmm. and you share their best tips and their wisdom and their insights on how they write and leverage a nonfiction book in their businesses. So let's talk about that, and then let's talk about why it's so important 
for businesses, and I'm going to call it right now, is Marketing 101. Marketing 101 means that you have to have, at a minimum, a, a podcast. And then you're going to probably need a book, which I swear to God I'm going to get mine written one day. I swear, <laughs> and before God, it's going to get done. <laughs> but, and I'm just about halfway done, I have to say. I'm just about halfway done. I'm cleaning up you know, a lot of this stuff, and I'm starting to feel like, oh, I can do this. And that's a big part of why we don't do it because, like, yeah. Yeah. it's scary as all. Get, getting on a podcast, I can do this twice a week with no problem at all. Writing something down on paper that is not, that might eventually wind up on somebody's bookshelf scares the crap out of me. And I don't really? know that's why. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you, you know, I always, you're, People who want to hear from Denise and your wisdom and your ideas and your stories and your encouragement, which will eventually be in your book, Denise, they're not getting it right now. They, you know, they don't know what they don't know, unfortunately, but you're not giving it to them because it's not there yet. And I would encourage you to kind of get out of your own way. And it's just like pot. It's like anything, Denise. It's that first step. Get the first one done. Maybe it's not going to be the most perfect thing. Maybe, you know, you'll publish it and then you'll have some ideas how to do a better job. That's fine. That's that's just the, the nature of the beast. But I, w- I would definitely, I think every, well, I would say almost every business owner, I don't care if you're a restaurant owner, I don't care if you're a, uh, a dry cleaning shop owner or you're a corporate CEO of a you know, $250 million company, there is probably a very viable reason why you should consider publishing a book. And I'm, again, we're talking nonfiction books and typically business-oriented books. But, um, yeah, I think there's, we all have life experiences and, and, and wisdom that we can share. Yes, it may not help millions of people, but it might help a few people that really need that help or that wisdom or that guidance. And if it doesn't get out there, it's not going to help them. And you touched on something that I have been really beating myself over, which is, and, and my book is obviously is going to be about podcasting, obviously. And the thing is, People don't know what they don't know, and I say this all the time. You just said it. But we also absorb our information differently. Some are going mm-hmm. to listen to me. Some might mm-hmm. want to read me. Some mm-hmm. might want to read my blog. Some might want to take my courses. Some may want to do all of them. But if I'm not doing some or all of those things, I think I'm really cheating people who could benefit. And I don't want to feel like I'm cheating. So, Denise, real quick side story. Um, you mentioned Dominic Tyke, who's been a client. Now he's a friend. So now, now what he used to pay for, he gets for free because we become friends. He's a U.S. Air Force Reserves fighter pilot. He was active duty for years, you know, did amazing things. And now he trains other fighter pilots you know, to be a fighter pilot. Um, so he's now published several shooks, short, helpful books. And um, literally just yesterday, Denise, Somebody emailed into us because I, I just featured him on a, my podcast yesterday, and someone responded to the you know broadcast email announcing the podcast, talking about how last year when he released the first first volume of Single Seat Wisdom, which is his anthology book of fighter pilots, the woman gave it to her 91 year old dad who was a veteran, and he was in he was he was losing his memory. I think he's actually in a home now. And she said she would read him chapters from Dom's book. I'm getting chills just sharing this with you. And it just had this profound effect on her dad. She emailed the story in, right, yesterday. 
I immediately forward that to Dom. And last night he replies back because Dom's in the middle of launching Single Seat Wisdom 2. He's in the middle of being a full, full-time fighter pilot instructor, uh, has a whole family and all, you know, just everything going on with life. And he said, Mike, thank you for sharing this with me. I needed this. I need it. I was running out of steam. I've been running on fumes for days now. And seeing this, my point in sharing that, Denise, is when it comes to pretty much anything as business owners, we don't necessarily know the impact that we can have. And, and it's even more, you know, you don't know who's being impacted by your podcast. Maybe one or two people might email in, or if you're lucky, even more. Same with the book. You'll publish a book. Yes, you might get some reviews on Amazon or wherever it is. Yes, you, you know, people will you know, do that. But you, don't, you typically don't hear from the readers who have been impacted. They're out there. And I just think it's, that's, that's why it's, if you come at a book idea, not about how I'm going to make money and how this is going to make me a superstar. Yes, as business owners, we want to have that, if, you know, whatever levels it is. It's about serving the reader, your targeted reader for that book. How can I serve him or her to the best of my ability with my message? And that is your focus. And when you shift that focus, it's not about you and the, the fact that maybe you're not the best writer or maybe you don't have the time or whatever it might be. Serving that reader and knowing that you will make an impact. You may never know about it, but you will make impact. Oh, I believe you. And speaking of Dom, and I never can recall if his his last name Teak or Tyke or you know tyke, it's one tyke. of those mm-hmm. Tyke. <laughs> so yeah. I hope I sp- I pronounced it right when I introduced him to my show. But I got an email from him yesterday. He said, "Did I send you my second book?" I said, "Not yet. It's on its way." I'm so oh. excited. Oh yeah, it's. I'll tell you, he's collected. So the first book was twenty fighter pilots, men and women, and these are amazing stories. The next. So he's going to do, he's trying to do one, one a year. He has a charity component, uh, a childhood cancer foundation that's important to him. He donates, he donates all the money uh, to the, from the book to the foundation. But the next 20, which are in single seat wisdom too, my gosh, Denise, it's like, you know, we published it for him and I'm sitting there reading the stories like, wow, wow. It's, they're very cool. It's just amazing what these men and women do. I was the same with, with, the first book i mean i mm-hmm. i love you know you know me i love to read i don't give me a television i'm pro- look i turned on my tv the other day and i had to sit with the, the um thingy bobby that you turned it on with what do you even call that i i don't even know how to turn the tv on i just <laughs> don't use it that much i don't have cable i cut that off a long time ago but you give me a stack of books no talking nobody talk to me i'm busy I'm in your brain, I'm in my brain, I'm listening, I'm absorbing, give me a book. And I read his and I was, you know, I actually found out by paying attention to my body once I finally woke up from this trance I was in that I was dry mouth. My mouth had been hanging open for probably <laughs> wow. three or four chapters. You should give them that testimony. Thirsty. I've never heard of a review. That's a great review. <laughs> I was thirsty. <laughs> oh my, I was that's like, a great review. Oh my review. gosh. Uh, that's classic. Um, one, one other quick story, if, you, if I may. Is that okay? It's your show. You say whatever uh, you want. I just, again, as a, as a way of encouraging people, because, again, I think there's a lot of people that think about writing a book, Denise, and haven't done it yet, Denise. But anyway, um, you're going to do you, it. I what, know that. What? I, I didn't catch that word. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. 
Um, keep going. Well, you said there's something about bugging me. I guess I'll have to bug you too. But the other day, so I, you're right. I have a, a, the Author Factor podcast where I just I interview nonfiction people, you know, business owners, corporate leaders who've written a book and use it to help promote themselves and their business. So it's a very specific type of interview we do. Um, so I, 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 I reached out, I'm on a, I'm on a pod match, excuse me, a podcast uh, matching service called pod match. But um, anyway, I reached out the other day. So I get requests just like you do all every day. Like, Hey, can, Mike, can I be on your podcast? But there's times when I see people that I think would make an ideal guest. So I reach out to them. Well, there was a gentleman, this happened earlier this week. I reached out to him and he's an author. And I said, Hey, you know, I, I saw your book. It's, it, it sounds like a great book. I see you're using your business. I don't know this person. He responds back because the service has like a messaging system. He responds back. He goes, Mike Capuzzi, you're the reason why I wrote the book. He goes, absolutely. It was classic. I don't know who this guy was. He mentioned my, one of my shooks, the hundred page book. He said, I read the hundred page book and it inspired me to write this book. I will, you know, he's like, oh, absolutely. I'll be on your podcast. So that's what I, I have that book sharing. as well, by the way. Yeah. It's also in my library. Yeah, that's a good blueprint for you and some, you know, for, especially for your pod, your podcasting book. There's some probably good ideas there. But again, Denise, I guess the reason I share that is you never, yes, you'll have these anecdotal stories once in a while, but you never know what, how your book is going to impact somebody. And if you don't get it out there, it's not going to impact anybody. This is true. And I've got two points. Going back to Dom very quickly. Look, he's a fighter pilot. He's a retired fighter pilot. He's He's an educator. He's a lot of things. But without this book, the world would not know who he was. Mm-hmm. They just wouldn't. He would be stuck in his own or, you know, entrenched in right. his own kind of local whatever he was doing. But he wouldn't have gotten out to a much larger world without that book and then subsequent podcasts. Yep. So there's that. You know, get yep. those books out there. And, and uh, podcast match, I that's another one of your books that you just um, you published, I believe. And I want to interview him. How do I make that happen? Oh, you mean the founder of Podmatch? Yeah. Yeah. By the way, he's a great guy. He's an awesome guy, Alex Sanfilippo. And mm-hmm. I can definitely connect the two of you. Um, he's a really nice guy, trying to change the world of podcasting for the better and make it better. And uh, but yeah, I'll be happy to connect you offline. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate that. So while we're talking about Shooks, and we have been, I, I really do appreciate that. I hate to just, you know, walk up to him through email and say, hey, can I like, come on my podcast, please? <laughs> so there are ways to do it. That's not the way Absolutely. to do it. Absolutely. Let's talk about Shooks. I mean, mm-hmm. let's go a little bit deep into Shooks because mm-hmm. I have several of them here. Mm-hmm. In, I've got three bookcases, and, and you take up a little bit of space on some of them. What are that your top three reasons why a business owner should consider writing a shook. Yep. I know you've got good reasons. Let's have them. Yep. So it's a two, it's a two sort of two level question. So the one is, you know, about the power of being an author of a short, helpful book. And let me just focus on that for a moment. There are many reasons, many, many reasons that people might have to want to write a book, share their story, legacy, you know, from a purely business uh, point of view, most people, even today, Denise, still put a higher level of respect for book authors. So if you have two people who do the same thing, 
business. Let's, let's just say in, uh, right off the top of my head, a chiropractor, a local chiropractor, for example, and because we all have tons of chiropractors in all of our communities. Chiropractor one is your typical chiropractor. He talks about helping you know, back and neck pain. Chiropractor two, she does the same thing, but she's also the author of a specific book, like a, a short helpful book or just you know a book about something specific to, to her services. Chances are, if you're just completely being objective and comparing the two and everything's the same, but one's a book author, typically most people will put more value and look at that person who's written the book at a, you know, sort of in a different angle, different you know, light, and put more respect for the person who is a book author. So that's the first thing. People tend to treat book authors with higher levels of respect. Most people don't write that book. So if you have, are in a competitive, competitive space, like that chiropractor, for example, chances are that other, you know, there's, most chiropractors haven't written a book. So just by the fact that you have differentiates you and gives you a little bit of different way of marketing your, your business, your practice. It also allows you, Denise, if you're a true marketer, it allows you to um, market differently. So again, whereas most, let's say, using the chiropractor example, most chiropractors are just talking about what they do, which is what they all do. The person who is the author can market the book first, and then it's a different one. So now I'm marking the book, I'm holding a picture of the book, and, and, and inviting people to get the book, and I'm not selling my chiropractic services like everybody else. So there's, a, you know, there's some high-level ways of why I think it's important to, for you know, business owners, corporate leaders, entrepreneurs to think about a, you know, becoming a book author. Now, um, books today, I don't know about you, Denise. I know you're an avid reader. I'm an avid reader, probably not as even avid as you are, but I love reading. I've loved reading since I was a young kid. But as I've gotten older, I find it harder and harder, which bothers me, that I don't typically complete most books that I start. And these are like your typical 300-page book on some topic. I want to. I bought the book because of the promise of the title and the book. You know, but they just kind of you know, go over and over the same things. They meander. I call them books with bloat, B-L-O-A-T. And I, I, it bothers me. So you know, I mentioned I was an engineering degree from Penn State. You know, I think differently. I look at things. I try to deconstruct things. How can I make things better, more efficient? I thought, wait, why does it need to be a 300-page book? And would it be better served not only for the author, but for the consumers, the readers, that maybe have three 100-page books and allow the consumer to choose what book he or she reads? Maybe all of them. Maybe just one part of it. It's, um, so this idea of a shorter book that's about a one to two hour read, it's still quality. That's why we put the word helpful, short, helpful. These aren't, you know, sales letters, if you will, or just marketing stuff. They are helpful, but they're designed to be very specifically read in about an hour or two. And they're designed very specifically, Denise, to start the conversation between the reader and the author, and then to bring the certain percentage of readers who want more from the author to that next step. So they are direct response books. Um, so I just believe in this day and age, most people are better served with shorter books. Doesn't mean a 300 page book is bad. There's, you know, there's definitely reasons why you're going to have that type of book, but for most, especially for like a first time author, producing a shorter book, I think is a better strategy. I agree with you. And 
as much as I read, and I, I was as a kid, I was reading at three years old. And when I got to kindergarten, I remember my kindergarten teacher called mm-hmm. my mom in and said, did you know that Denise says she can read? And my mom said, well, she can. And the teacher just looked at her aghast and said, well, how how come she can read? Why can she read? And my mom looked at her, I remember this, like she was a moron and said, well, we didn't <laughs> tell her she couldn't, which was wow. true. They never told me I couldn't read, and I was reading, not well, obviously, at three, but I've read all of my life, and don't hand me, you know, a television say, here, sit down and, you know, waste your, your day there. I won't do it. Mm-hmm. I will not do it. So it, it just doesn't interest me. But you give me a 300-page book, I'm probably going to read it all the way to the end. But I have learned with Kindle, and this is to your point, with Kindle, I can skip around. Well, I did this as a kid. I don't do it as badly now, but... I would read the first chapter and then I'd go to the end. If I didn't like the end, I'd just dump the book. <laughs> and I'm kind of still doing that with Kindle. I say, okay, you know, you're kind of blocking me down. The, you know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna scoot over here with my little, you know, my little pen. And, okay, now you pick me back up. But it's rare that I will will just not read the entire book. But sometimes I'm just going, really get to the yeah, point. I know. I there's so many. You know, I I just bought a book recently, Denise. I actually returned it. I was so annoyed with it, and I don't return. You know, I'm in the business. It's not a good thing to do, right? That's like bad karma. But I returned it. I bought it on Amazon. I returned it to Amazon, and it was from a very well-known person in in media. And what I was so annoyed by it was I found it very sort of meandering. Like just get to the darn point. But the chapters of his book were probably. 30, 40, 50, again, nonfiction, you know, 30 to 50 pages long per, per chapter. It was a big book. And I like to read before I go to bed at night. So I, it's really nice to be able to like read a chapter and you know, put it down and go to sleep. And I can't do that. There was like no breaking point. I, and I just got annoyed because it was just, it was not well thought out in my opinion. And it was a big time publisher, a big time hardcover book. And, um, you know, when you, when you put speed bumps in front of anybody, especially as a business owner when, in your marketing, when you put speed bumps, when you make it something hard to read, physically hard to read, really small fonts or really weird design that breaks good book design rules, for example, when you, when you, when you have this bloated message where you're not getting to the point, when you're not thinking about you know, what does the reader really want and how do I give it to him or her quickly, when you put those kind of speed bumps uh, in the way, Denise, well, people aren't going to read. They might buy the book, but they're not going to read it necessarily, or they're not going to do what you're asking them to do. Um, and it's like that with anything in marketing. If you put speed bumps, you're, doing, you're not doing justice for your, your you know, target person, reader, whatever it might be, and you're definitely not doing justice for your own business. So you've got to be careful of making things hard in the, in the world of book publishing and reading and writing, uh, making it hard for readers to absorb your book. Exactly. And it's that way really with anything these days, websites, yes. podcasts. Yep. Get to the point. Make it interesting and, and you keep that interest going. But don't meander around, which I'm now talking to myself. <laughs> don't meander around. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But you you made some you made a point there about and I just lost my train of thought. Darn it. Uh, because I meandered. See what I yeah. did? Well, I well or I meandered, but... <laughs> <laughs> but... 
but well, you had I... made a point about something. What was it? Um, talk, you were talking about the bloat, but you're right about that. But we have to speed bumps. Speed bumps, absolutely speed bumps. So we have very limited time these days to get people's attention and then keep their attention. Yeah. Yeah. And as much as I love to read, and I have read everything from, you know, the Art of War to I think the other day I read a kid's book, the other just for the heck of it to see what it was all about. And you know, I used to read the back of cereal boxes when I was a kid. I still hate <laughs> I cereal, yeah. but I would read the back of the darn box. <laughs> yeah. I've got to read something, and like you, you I and I are very similar. We yeah. are. I cannot go to sleep without reading. It's against the law. That's mm. all there is to it. I have to read myself to sleep. But one of the things that is happening, to, to my point, if I have one, is that we have to get people's attention quickly. We have to make sure that we, maybe that opening argument, that opening sentence, that you know subject line, it better be good. Because people are so used to going, nope, 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 I'm out of here. And you need to overcome that. And I think these, these small books do exactly that. They overcome an awful lot of objections. Yeah. It, you know, and again, again, I am not saying there isn't a good reason for the typical two, three, four hundred page book to exist. Okay. Again, it's just for the kind of books that we publish for clients, shorter is better. And, and let me give a quick history lesson. Can I give a quick history lesson? Of course. From 1657. So what is that, you know, 500, you know, 500 years ago or whatever it might be. So in 1657, Denise, uh, the French author Blaise Pascal, and I got to, I got to have to read this because I don't want to paraphrase it, but Blaise Pascal, he said, I have made this letter longer than usual only because I've not had the time to make it shorter. I've made this letter longer than usual only because I've not had the time to make it shorter. That is a, in my opinion, a very profound thought because what he is saying is it's easy to, to spew out a lot of stuff and not think about it and just like, you know, have lots and lots of stuff in an email or a book or whatever. It's much harder to get your message focused. It's much harder to be concise and pithy. And most people do not invest that time. Yeah. I got to send an email tag. They just crank something out without a lot of thought. So I thought it was very interesting that, in 1657, Pascal, you know, recognized the challenge and the difficulty of having a short, tight message. Um, so. And I read that the other day. I think I posted it on social media. But basically, he's talking about editing yourself. Sit with it, edit it, focus, and avoid word salad, for God's sake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yes, it's uh, and, and and again, emails, blog posts. Uh, you know, listen, I like podcasting. I'm amazed that some of these guys and gals have three-hour podcasts. I'm like, who has time to listen to a three-hour podcast episode? But you know, it works for them. Sometimes it does. Some of my one or two of my most popular podcasts, just because the the topic and the guest was just so fascinating, ran to you know hour hour and a half, and they've done well. Do I want to do that every time? No, I lose my voice. <laughs> Yeah, I can't too. In fact, I'm losing my voice now. But, but no. So, a question just came in: How can a business owner make money with one of your hmm. books, like a shook book? Oh, that's a, that's a great. And we question. talked about you know, you know, using different means of giving back and you know charities and things like that. But what if they strictly want to make money with it? 
Yeah. Great question. And the, the, the shift I try to get people to think about, it's not about making money on the front end. And what I mean by that is, you know, you don't even worry, don't even consternate, don't even, don't even mind the fact that, listen, I'm going to sell a $10 book, $20 book, and I'm going to make 3 to 5 $6, whatever the royalty might be. You got to sell a lot of books if that's the way you want to make money. The smarter way to think about it, Denise, is how can I connect my services, my products, and my business to the book so that a certain percentage of readers become customers, clients, patients, students, whatever it might be, and make the money on the back end. Does that make, does that make sense? Well, it does, and that's how I operate with my podcast. I don't make any money doing this podcast. I've been doing it for 15 years. It was never a business for me. Mm-hmm. But I have met people all over the world, and I consider most of my, almost all of my, my guests to be my mentors. I learn so much from y'all. And how cool is that, though? Isn't that, isn't that cool when you think about that, what it you're is. doing, and, and how it's benefiting the world, but it's also, you know, you're getting so much out of it. Big time. Big, big time. Listen, I'm an introvert. Anybody who listens to me or knows me knows that I'm an introvert. I'm a card-carrying introvert. I'm one of those people that I am good around people for 59 and three-quarter minutes, and after that, I have to go recharge. I'm done. I'm not shy. I don't have much in the way of filters, and I like people for 59 and three-quarters minutes. <laughs> I must go now. <laughs> but but I get to meet people like you. We met a long time ago and mm-hmm. we have a lot of connections that, you know, we kind of chat back and forth with and say, Hey, you know, go look at Mike, he's got this thing, you know, and we're always referring one another, but most importantly we're learning yeah. from one another. And then we're taking that wisdom and we're sharing it here, there and yonder. We can do it with books, we can do it with podcasts, we can do it with blogs. But don't sit on it is my point. Don't don't sit around and say, well, they're going to find me. I'm really, I'm amazing and humble. They're going to find me. No, right. they're not. They're uh, going to find you. Well, you know, and going just back even to the book idea, you know, people think, I mean, obviously Amazon has made book publishing. It's, it, you know, there's no understatement. It's changed the world of publishing in a lot of respects for the better. In some respects, not so much. But regardless, they have made it that so that anybody could publish a book and, and do it fairly quickly. Um, so, you know, it, this, see, I just lost my point, Denise. This is what happens, right? You're, you start thinking of what you're going to say, but this, this notion of, um, gosh, what were we just saying? See, I had it. I well, just we're had talking it, I about had everybody, can, everybody can write and publish a book through Amazon, which is true, but I'll tell you what. And here's one of my big beefs with reading somebody who is self-published, and I've got nothing to get it against that. More power to you. But if you didn't edit it or hire somebody oh, yeah. to edit it, oh, yeah. and you've got nothing but typos and run-on sentences, my, I'm going to need dentures at some point because I'm breaking my teeth. Yeah. It drives well, you'll me probably crazy. stop reading it. You'll probably stop oh, reading it. Oh, I do. It. I, I stop reading it, and I'll you know return it or delete it from my Kindle. It's like, you didn't read this yourself? What the heck? And I've lost all respect for that author. It didn't take long. Yeah. It, it, and, and by the way, while there's no such thing as the perfect book, Denise, there's no such thing as the perfect book. Uh, no matter how many copy editors, editors go through it. Um, it doesn't mean, though, that you should consciously 
uh, you know, you know, try to have a book that has mistakes and all. You, you've got to invest the time, energy, and money and to try to minimize that. So you're 100% right there. And I lost my train of thought, too. I think our brains are just colliding going, oh, we got stuck. Well, hey. I'm at the culmination of three huge book launches. Today is like the, the day, know. you know. But um, and it, you know what? The other thing, though, is it happens. As you get older, it's amazing how you have these, I call them brain farts. They're just, it's like, <laughs> I oh, need my to. gosh. I can't believe this is happening to me in real time, but it is. Oh, um, listen, it'll come back to me, too, what day, my point she, was. She, one of my guests, you know, I always go, after the podcast, and I give you a call, and you know, a lot of times that's where the magic happens because now we're under no no pressure. But I was talking with one of my recent guests. She said, Denise, you are one of the funniest people. Should you can make a big old mistake in your own introduction after 15 years and laugh it off. I said, What else am I going to do? I mean, there's nothing. I do it live. I can't go back and correct it, and sometimes I can't pronounce my own name. That's life. It is life. And the fact that we can kind of poke fun of each other and, and ourselves, I think, is, you know, that's what it is. It is. Um, okay, so I wanted to talk, and ooh, I had a thought, too. Now I lost it. Oh, 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 it was something you want. <laughs> I'm just going to apologize to the audience at large. It's just, it's me today. Okay, so we were talking about, you know, what happens when you, and I'm paraphrasing, what happens when you write that first book and you get it out there. And I'm going to go back to my original point. It's Marketing 101, writing a book, podcasting, getting yourself out there and sharing your expertise with a much larger audience that who would never hear from you otherwise. But one of the things that you said is that, you know, that first book now you've got, and this is maybe what I took away from what you said, now you've got the opportunity to do it as Dominic is doing, write a second one. But now you've got people contacting you and saying, oh, I love this, but what about this? Or, oh, I have questions. Now you've got an audience who can literally guide you with their questions and their insights on what you need to write next. Does that sound about right to you? Yeah, I mean, there are definitely certain authors and people who've built that following. I don't think – I personally have not done that. I mean, you, you often see that like in, in um, a fiction you know, fictional authors uh, will will have a fan base that will say, "Hey, you, you know, the, the next you know the next installment should be this way or that way." But um, it, again, it's it's really I'm like you again. You and I are very similar. I'm I'm an introvert too, um, and I don't I could probably do a lot more as far as capitalizing on, even on the small platform I've created for myself, but. It really comes down to how much you want to do, how much you want to foster a community and all that. Certain certain people are really good at that and want to do that. Um, and yes, they would get that kind of feedback for sure. Um, but for the kind of books I do, which are these nonfiction business-oriented books, it's usually me, you know, just coming up with an idea or seeing an opportunity and saying, "Hey, we should do a book about this." Well, and that leads me to, well, you've got a special sauce that I wanted you to ask about at. Okay, let's try this one more time. I wanted to ask you about, but I also want you to share with the audience how your publishing programs work because we've been talking a lot about shooks and, and books and why you should do it. But now, how do they go find you and how does it work for them? Uh, yeah, so you know the special sauce, and that's something that I, I actually—it's a working title for a new book I'm thinking about doing eventually. <laughs> something you know to the effect of the, the special sauce, and the special sauce is essentially 
it kind of pays them, you know, uh, it's kind of honoring the the famous McDonald's when 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 we post probably grew up that you know two all beef patties special sauce you know remember that whole TV commercial you don't know the TV commercial but you might remember nope. the jingle you know, I don't jingle, remember any commercial oh geez well I don't. McDonald's used to have a jingle about and one of the things that made their hamburger different than say the Whopper or Big Mac or Burger King was their special sauce so the special sauce is what makes you and your business different than your competition? What is, what do you do differently? How do you position it differently? How do you package things differently, et cetera, et cetera. So you mentioned the, the Shook special sauce, and there's a couple of things I'd like to share quickly with your audience that is, makes, you know, again, just to give them an idea of why a short, helpful book might be the right kind of book. First of all, we are very intentional, Denise. I know you'll appreciate this about our design uh, you know, we are very intentional with, I mean, this is really geeky stuff, but the font, the font size, the spacing, it goes back to not wanting to put speed bumps in to make things harder, physically harder to read the book. Uh, there's too many books that are just physically hard to read for a lot of people. So we are very intentional about our design. We, uh, we're very intentional about the, the length. So a shook is about 12 to 15,000 words. That's a real book. I mean, that's a book that will sit on a bookshelf, have text on the spine. It looks real. You know that you have them in front of you. Um, but it's intentionally short. Most nonfiction books are 50, 75, 100,000 words or more. So just to give you know, people some context. They are also, as I mentioned earlier, Denise, they are direct response books. So I'm a direct response marketing student. I've been doing this for years and years and years. And what that means is we want to create a response from the book. We want to get a certain percentage of readers that are in tune with what we're sharing in the book to respond. And we have different ways. Uh, we have a, what we call an active pathway and a passive pathway. Um, but regardless, they allow those percentage of readers who want more from the author. I'm interested in what you have to share, Mike. How can I learn more about your publishing you know, services? Go here. Or, you know, Mike, I'm interested, but I'm not quite ready yet, but I want to stay connected with you. How can I learn more? Go here. You know, that's the passive. So these triggers, these built-in opportunities to allow readers to get more from you, I think is a real key difference in, in part of our special sauce. Um, so, you know, that's what makes us you know, a bit different. The other thing with our program, Denise, as you mentioned, is we only work with business owners, entrepreneurs, and corporate leaders. And, you know, while we're not the cheapest, we're surely not the most expensive by any means. It's priced very fairly. And the really, the really unique part of the special sauce, Denise, is every one of our clients is working directly with me. I work with every client directly. And I did that very intentionally. I'm at a point in my life, I'm at a point in my business where I'm, I'm comfortable doing that. I'm not looking to you know, grow this thing into some huge business and I've got to outsource everything. I believe that my gift of working with clients, which I've done for 20 some odd years now, and helping them see things that they don't see and putting that into a book that helps other people, but also helps their business is really what makes our program so different. So uh, it's about a eight to 12 week program on average. Sometimes it's faster, sometimes it's slower, but it's a very, you know, I've got that engineer brain. It's very methodical step-by-step step, and it's a, a very, uh, it's a very powerful process. Um, a lot of good things come of it that go even beyond the book. Um, as far as messaging and seeing things that you never saw before in your business. So it's, it's, a, it's a unique process. And I would think, like, that once you start 
let's just say me as as an author, once I start writing that and working with you, all of a sudden I'm seeing things that yep. we don't see it. Listen, we get caught up in our own stuff. Yep. We do. And we don't see what is so obvious to other people. We're like, well, why didn't I see that? Well, because we're busy. Our brains are firing in 14 different directions every second, and 14 might be minimal. But <laughs> we know we know what we know, but we don't know what we don't know. We're going to go back to that because the thing is, it is so easy to just get you know caught in the weeds and not even recognize that you're in the weeds. You just don't know. You're busy. You know, you've got kids, you've got pets, you've got a book to write, you've got a podcast, you've got blogs to write, you've got clients to to service, you've got, you've got, you've got, you got, and all of a sudden you're just going, well, okay, I'm I'm checking stuff off, I'm getting it done, but your creativity kind of just takes a break, and if that creativity takes a break too long, you need to talk with other people, Absolutely. and you know, get their wisdom and their tips yes. and their advice. Can Can I share another quick story? Of course. I know we're getting near our end here, but this is another good one. And now you may not appreciate it as much because you're, you're not a TV watcher, but we have a, a brand new client. I'm not going to share any names now, but um, I'll share some details. Brand new client. The gentleman plays in the NFL, the National Football League. He played for a team where he won a couple Super Bowls. Uh, he has a couple Super Bowl rings. I remember watching this gentleman play football when I was younger. And I remember his story because it was so unique, Denise. At the height of his football career, he left the NFL to become a medical doctor, a medical doctor. So he's been in practice for 20 some odd years now, and he's a client. He's doing a shook. And we've been on, it's been an amazing first couple calls because he has never, and I get it, he has never wanted to or never saw the reason why he should be incorporating the fact that he has played, you know, he reached the pinnacle of professional football. He's done a lot of things. Um, he never saw the opportunity of using that in his practice. As a matter of fact, he was very intentional not to use it. And we've been working together probably about a month now, and I finally have him, I mean, he doesn't realize what a gift it is. In certain, circum- cer- certain circumstances, it's a real gift. As a matter of fact, Denise, and again, this may not, you may not recognize the value of this, but we're talking about who might write the forward for his book. And very off the cuff, very nonchalantly, he says, well, you know, what about like Joe Montana or Jerry Rice? I mean, these are friends of mine. They might write the forward for me. <laughs> and they're going, oh, my gosh. You know, these are, world, these are Hall of Fame football players. Um, so he doesn't know what he, he, you know, he doesn't know what he has there. Um, and, and, and the fact that it makes him unique and different and the fact that he should be leveraging it in some way. So that is to your point of you need, sometimes you need to be working with other people to see these insights and to see what's possible because day to day, you just don't, you know, you're just beyond, like you say, he's like, listen, Mike, that was, that was part of my life. It's beyond, you know, I was in the past. I don't think about it a whole lot. And uh, I'm like, geez, I would die to have that kind of opportunity to, to share those kind of stories. Dom Tyke, by the way, was the same way. Dom Tyke, when we first started working together a couple of years ago, same way. He's like, I, I'm a fighter pilot, but what's the big deal? No, it's a right. big deal. He told me the same thing. I'm like, have you read your own book? Come <laughs> right. On. I love the NFL story, and, and you probably already know this. I think I've shared it with you, but one of my very favorite people in the world, I've got five 
very favorite people in the world, and he's in the top two, is Jim Tunney. He's known as the Dean of NFL Referees. Hmm. And he's one of my very dearest friends. We talk every day. Oh, wow. And we're trying to write a book for him, so you and I need to talk. But, you know, you just never know who you're going to meet. You really you really don't know. And you mentioned TV. I, fi- I wrote it down so I won't forget it. It's a TV remote. I finally remember what the darn thing's called. <laughs> I think the battery is dead. <laughs> I just – now, I have to go back a bit. In October, I do turn it on, and I watch – really cheesy Halloween movies, and I have a Harry Potter marathon. That's it. I don't even Hmm. like those cheesy Christmas movies unless, you know. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, I'll turn them on and I'll go vacuum or, you know, make a gumbo or something, but it's it's not how I absorb information Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. watching. I read and I listen. But, yeah, so I love that story, and I can't wait to, to, to read that one. So... Oh, we've got seven. We're we're good. We've got seven more minutes. What is the one thing that you want our audience to take away from this? Or the you know the top three things, whatever you want to say. All right. Well, thank you. I mean, um, well, one I would encourage everybody listening to go go to iloveamericabook.com and and grab a copy or two. It would make a great Christmas gift, a great holiday gift. It's good for students, young people, old people. It's all it's good for everybody. So just you know, and support. It's it's again. I think it just honors. The 13 men and women who served our country in this, this particular book and are trying to encourage others to do things for our country to make it better. Um, as far as, you know, just in general, publishing a book, writing a book, I would say I think most people can and should do it. Oops, sorry about that. I have my phone on. Do not disturb, but my dad, who lives in Florida, is one of those emergency contacts. Mind, mind you, I told him this morning, I'm going to be on an important interview. Don't call me uh, until after That means mid-day. he called twice. He, he calls me, yes. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. Mine does the <sighs> same thing. If you call me twice, your, your house better be on fire because you just, seriously, I'm busy. Well, and, and, and my phone's muted and everything, but because he's an emergency contact, it, it rang through. Um, so I just muted him but uh, intentionally. But um, I would say most, there's, most people should really think about a book and, and what they could do to, you know, serve the reader and change, you know, someone's life. You know, there's, there's things you've done, there's things you're doing that for most folks, there's probably a real opportunity for a book, especially a short book. The last thing I'll share, and we don't, we haven't, we haven't really talked about this much, Denise, but I will let people know, um, oftentimes, and you might not even like to hear this, Denise, but oftentimes writing and publishing the book is really the easy part. The much harder part is the promotion and consistent use of the book. Most authors run out of steam. They'll do the book. They'll get some excitement. Maybe if they're smart, they'll do a book launch. But three months down the road, six months down the road, they're not doing anything with the book. And it's a huge wasted asset. If you're good, publishing a book, it's a, long, it's a long-term game. You know, if you do a good quality book, it can last years and years and years and years and do a lot of good things for those years. But you have to be very intentional in how you use it, promote it, and keep it in front of people. So those are three things I would share. Yeah, it's marketing. You have to understand marketing. And if you can't or won't do it yourself, you need to hire somebody. You know, and not just a general virtual assistant. You need to hire somebody who understands how to get you and your book in front of audiences. 
I mean, it's important. There's no point in writing a book if it's just going to languish on somebody's yeah. shelf. And I know what I wanted to say earlier. I've, I've got I Love America in my hand. And back when I would fly quite a bit, I haven't flown in a while uh, for various reasons, COVID being one of them. But I always had I, my, I always carry a large bag. I mean, honestly, it looks like a diaper bag. I don't have children, but I always carry a very large bag. There might be shoes in there. They may, there may be anything. But when I was carrying anything onto the plane, the books were, I mean, I was carrying books. These are the perfect, you're on a plane for a couple of hours, take one of these with you. It's perfect. I love that, Denise, because you're, that's part of the reason. But, so that's one thing I didn't mention was our physical size. So our books are a little smaller. It's a unique uh, trim size, they call it, that you know, most paperbacks aren't. So you know, it's a little – we did, again, very intentional for that. For that reason, you could, put it, you could literally put it in a pocket. You could put it in a, a purse. I, the other thing I always say, Denise, is our books are designed so that you can get on a plane in New York City, and by the time you land in Chicago, you've read it. And exactly. reading a book, I still think a lot of people say, well, it doesn't matter if anyone reads it. You know, there'll be people out there who, put, who help you publish a book. Like, eh, it doesn't matter. You just want to have a book. It doesn't matter if anyone reads it. I don't believe that. I believe if you want to make a big impact, um, you need people to read it. And if you make it hard for them to read, they're not going to read it. So, again, I think most people appreciate they, they can read a book in an hour or two and then – feel like they've gotten that accomplished. So that's a sense of you know, accomplishment. But more importantly, now they know, hey, I want more from Mike, or maybe I don't. But you know, they're not stuck reading a, a, you know, uh, this huge book. Exactly. And this is the perfect giveaway book. You've read it. You're you know, getting ready to plane. You've read it. And you probably notice somebody watching you intently read this book or chuckle out loud or highlight things and you know you can say hey are you interested in this you can give it away which is another i mean i don't like to give books away i'll I'll be honest i'm kind of selfish about my books but (laughs) i would absolutely (laughs) give this away because when i when i get books like this i will have it you know in my hand on my bookshelves but i will also have a kindle version so mm-hmm. I can always have access to it. And then I will often go find the, the Audible version. Mm-hmm. So there's just so many ways to consume this. But you're right, it's the perfect size. It's not hurting my hand or my wrist, which some books can do. Yep. And I could take, mm-hmm. I could slide this into my purse just go anywhere I want with it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Matt, that, that was all that intentional thought. and uh, That makes know. sense. Yeah. That, 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 I hope I'm not coughing on you. Okay, so... I know you have gifts for my listeners. Where can they go? Yeah, so we I, I published a number of shooks, and I, you know, you, you can find them on Amazon. You know, they're out there. But for your listeners, Denise, uh, I've I've created three digital versions, so they can read them on their. They're not Kindle, they're not ebook, but they we call them flip books. So they're um, books you can you can read on your phone. I I, lo- I actually like reading it on my phone. Um, you can read it on your iPad, your computer. So we've created three of my shooks for this special, you know, um, in this special format. Um, one is uh, the, mat, uh, the Magic of Short Books. So it talks about why a short book is a powerful marketing device. There's another one that's really a good book called The Magic of Free Books. And that's a book about how, do you, you know, you just said you don't like giving away books, but certain books are meant to be given away, Denise, right? They're meant to be lead generation. They're meant to be not even sold. Just give them out to many as, as many people as you can. Um, so it talks about how to, 
Yeah, they how to leverage a free book. Card. Yep, yep. So they can go to, uh, if they go to, let me, it's my main website, which is MikeCapuzzi.com. So MikeCapuzzi.com, M-I-K-E-C-A-P as in Peter, U-Z-Z-I.com, forward slash magic. So MikeCapuzzi.com, forward slash magic. It's my magic kit. So it's the magic of short books, the magic of free books, and the magic of shooks. So I call that my magic kit. And, you know, just let me know that you heard me on Denise's podcast and you will be able to read all three of those books. And, uh, you know, there's no charge. There's no upsells. It's, it's, they're there. I would just ask people not to share them with other people. Uh, we're sending you those links privately. Gotcha. Well, thank you. Do you have anything else you would like to share with the audience before I let you go? You know, I will share one last thing, just, and it's a quote, another one of my favorite quotes, and it's from all people. It's from Jerry Garcia of the Grateful Dead, which I was never a big Grateful Dead fan. So I was very surprised when I heard that he said this. But it goes kind of back to the special sauce and why it's so important these days to be perceived differently. So Jerry Garcia said, it's not enough to be the best at what you do. You must be perceived as the only one who does what you do. And that really is the essence of the special sauce. It's the essence that if more business owners thought that way, they would probably have a much more successful business. It's, it's too easy to try to be plain vanilla and like everybody else in your space. You have to set yourself differently. Being a book author is one way. You've got to you know, figure out different ways to market your business differently. And I think, Denise, that is, it's, an, it's a mantra that's ultra critical, and it's going to become even more important in the future. So. That's what I would end this uh, conversation on. Thank you. We're all unique, and I think we need to embrace that and understand that that's what people find so intriguing about us is our uniqueness. And it's easy to overlook that. Yep. Mike, thank you so much for being with me here today again. And it's been really delightful speaking with you. And I thank you for all of the terrific tips and the advice and the nagging that you're going to do later on. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> shared with our audience. I'm giving you permission on the radio. Believe it or not, I'm going to be so embarrassed later. But anyway, before we say goodbye, I would like to remind our audience to be sure to look for us on iTunes and anywhere else you consume your business podcasts. Honestly, you can't throw a stick on the Internet without hitting your part in Success Radio. So look for us, find us, and take us along on your success journey. Mike, thank you so much. Denise, thank you. I appreciate it. Get your voice heard. If you would like to launch your own far-reaching podcast, contact Denise Griffiths at yourofficeontheweb.com and go to the podcast tab. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.